All right, everybody. Welcome to the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. This is episode six. Uh, we are here live. I am, of course, Big Joey. I am going to do your intro today. And I am joined by my friend, Big Keith. Howdy. And, of course, um, Big Scott Dodds is here with us. What's up, number one? Number one. Um, so... I don't want to dive right in yet, so let's let's you know do some other stuff first. Um, I'm thirsty. I'm gonna dive right into that. I've been just itching for this drink all day. Scott, okay, what are you man. drinking? I got a rainstorm. It's like like rain light almost. They're a smaller can, and uh, it's almost like it's almost like a sparkling water enhanced. Have you had the? Uh, the rain storms in their smaller can. It's like cleaner energy. I think I did. Exa- yeah, I did. It actually says clean on it, right? I had one of those yeah. at a commercial gym I went to as a pre-workout. It still is. I mean, I didn't even look to see the caffeine uh, ratio. I assumed the fact that it was a rain, it had to have like 100 milligrams or something, even in the smaller bottle. We are sitting at, I think, 200. Yeah, oh, 200. <laughs> That's why I had a, reg- a regular is three. But yeah, I work night shift. and when I get off the podcast today, uh, heading into work, so. You know, oh, starting wow. early. Well, I am not working uh, tonight, as, as Scott is, but I'm gonna. I am uh, on the road working, so I had limited uh, options. So I just had one last uh, Mandarin orange bubbly left, or actually, uh, the Wegmans. That is, so my old faithful. I am um, doing something new today. I have vanilla cherry soda. Uh, You're well, all about that vanilla. Which is a sparking water. Sorry. I noticed when I bought it too, because I was like, I remember loving this. And I was like, damn, this is like my third vanilla in a week. <laughs> in, in, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think you've been up- upset with each time you've got the vanilla, right? So that's no, surprising. the dipper was good. Okay. Um, but the blueberry whip wasn't. I have had this. This is PC. And this honestly just tastes like uh, cherry vanilla Coke. And it's fantastic. And we're going to get crispy crack. Yeah, buddy. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Up. I sh- should have packed my uh, koozie. Like, this is, sucks. I don't want to hold this all night. I have I noticed if I go camping or on vacation and I don't have a koozie, I start to get, like, weird. Like, I'm touching my own can. I hate this. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> but I must have just conditioned myself. <laughs> that sounds like a good segment uh, or, or a, a good new uh, podcast bit. Joey touches his can. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could do a blind can testing like the barbell test. Oh, then that was such a good video. I enjoyed the hell out of that. The uh, the the Mass Economic YouTube video that came out. I think it. So it. We're basically going to cover two of their YouTube videos this week, guys. Because mm-hmm. I want to say that they're the. Then, do you know your knurling shaft came out like Thursday or Friday? So we had already recorded our episode with Big Merc last week. Uh, so I really enjoyed the, the video where they had uh, everyone down in the gym just rating the uh, or you know judging the knurling trying to guess what it is like i me and one of my uh my, my crew buddies that works out with me on sundays we're definitely going to try that in the next couple of weeks whenever we you know have kind of an easy training day probably after the meet uh but i really enjoyed that concept and i'm like curious of how many i would get because i think i would get us like I'd, I'd be 80 percent or better i think on knowing all my barbells you, you need to have a rule where you're not allowed to touch the center no then that, that would that, yeah. I, feel, I feel like that narrows it down too easy yeah, because you can decipher, like, even on a lot of the power bars, like, uh, my new 29 has a wider uh, center knurling than my 28.5 for the Texas power bar. Uh, speaking of 29 point, 29 millimeter Texas power bars, 
big uh, big one of the hosts needs to go out and buy one because the gym is sorely missing one down there in uh, Aberdeen. I have not watched that video or this week's video. Um, I have not had. Wow. I, I would say I have not had a moment to sit and stare at a screen for longer than ten minutes. You don't I, take a poop. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you this this week. Like, I know sometimes we joke about the the podcast being our therapy, but I uh, my my limits are being pushed this week mentally and uh, and physically. I'm still not healthy. Yeah, you've I'm been actually, sick for a week, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm even sicker than I was last week. Like um, cold and flu or something. Yeah, more... yeah. Sunday it came to a head, and I essentially was just out of it for three days, but. Still got to work and feed kids and be a dad and all that. So I just, I'm going to tell you right now, I've not watched anything. I'm even lucky I got through the podcast, but I just had to like drive a lot to do that. So yeah, I'm going to be honest I'm, with you. That's I'm lucky where I can listen. I'm lucky I can li- I listen to podcasts all night at work. So mm-hmm. oh, but, uh, that's nice. Yeah, but I got to say, you guys sound like you're talking extremely slow right now. I listen to I listen to so many podcasts. I listen to uh, 1.7 to 2 times speed on all my podcasts to get them in. And you guys sound like you're taking forever right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, might- we, we are. We are being <laughs> extra. We're enunciating the flags. You- the flags. <laughs> You are the, uh, the the first person to say that I talk slow, Scott. So I, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, you should you should hear you at two times speed. Oh Jesus! It's it's I, there has to be a limit where it's still legible for Joey and the other for for the guest, and I'm just like illegible. There, I'm sure there has to be like a ratio because I do talk 15 percent, twenty percent faster than everybody else. It's like a Chipmunks yeah. album. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. that's old school there. Hey, uh, what are you guys wearing? I'm wearing my old faithful bench heavy blue massonomic shirt, my favorite one, my best fitting one. I hope the uh you know, I uh never mind. We'll we'll get back to that. Uh, Scott is wearing actually one of my favorite things, but then something I've never seen before. So tell me about that. Well, I got the I thought everyone was gonna be wearing the Jefferson deadlift tee today because of the contest. So I went with the regular deadlift king of the lifts tee, but I have the one and only red lift hat yeah never seen that before the deadlifter shirt is one of my favorites and i think it fits the best if i slim down a little bit but um that's a nice hat i'm gonna have to start poking some bears get that one out there yeah, get there that was one released. Uh, it was several years i've been trying to get it released and uh just ne- never felt never followed through with it but yeah it was several years ago when they were a little bit smaller and still and i said hey Next time you guys put your order, can I get a red lift hat with black? And he's like, "Yeah, next time." I also got the I also got a red Massonomics logo hat with the black bill that you see Ooh. Tanner wearing in the opening of the uh, podcast video. Um, I got that hat too, but nobody else has that. Very so, nice, very nice. Yeah, it's my competition hat. I only I only break it out for uh, competitions only, and I figured for the podcast uh, today was a special enough occasion we did it we made it we're a special hey. enough occasion to break this uh, specialty spiral that's how i keep it nice man it has like four <laughs> years old and it's still looking brand new because it, it gets worn maybe three times a year well speaking of the competition we looks like we're 23 days out from the meet 
And I'm, you know, really excited to go get my picture in front of the billboard. Like that's as, as corny as that sounds. Like that's going to be fun. Like my wife literally texted me today because she saw it on Instagram. She was like, "So yeah, we're not we're not leaving Aberdeen until we get a you know a photo with the uh, the billboard." And I was like, "Well, absolutely." And that's that's the plan Friday night, I think. That billboard's going to be nice. quite the destination spot for like everybody's in Aberdeen is they have no clue what's going to happen to their city for three <laughs> days. Just a bunch of silly gooses walking around taking pictures of rocks. <laughs> you need to get some traffic cones to stop traffic by the billboard. <laughs> get a police, a scam. Oh, what do they call it? Uh, escort. Like some caution tape. Yeah, escort. Get some yeah, caution get tape around. And... <laughs> the only thing would be better if the, if the billboard was above the Quadoba rock that uh, everyone runs over and gets right. you know, teeter tottered on. I wonder if that rock has a Massonomic sticker on it yet. I think that Ooh. might end up happening. I think they should have like. 20 of them by the time we leave Sunday morning. <laughs> now, not if you're hoarding, not if you're hoarding your stickers like uh, everybody last week was talking about. <laughs> oh, I am. I actually just put some on my cooler today. Uh, it's not my cooler. It's my dad's. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, I use this on the podcast. Can I put some stickers? And he was like, yeah, I've got another one of those downstairs. So I just slapped like so many masonomic stickers on it. They're yes. still on there so, currently. So reaching back to that um, episode, I got a roll of like flexible magnet, Yep. That I can put the stickers on and then I can actually cut it. So yeah. I can I cut out. So I have I have several of the Masonami stickers now just on magnets all over the place. So Yeah, you were the one that gave me that idea, and then I never went through with it. That was that's the the important part there. I said that's a really good idea that I'm never going to do. <laughs> Instead, I'm going to just hold on to all of these in a bag in my <laughs> in my closet and just go through them whenever I think, man, I could really use a sticker right now. Get a binder uh, like you're a little kid with baseball cards. Someone did the post that they did that. Uh, yeah. One of the was it one of the Davids, I think, or someone in okay. the in the I, someone in the Discord channel today uh, literally posted their massonomics, like all their stickers, all their patches, all their cards, and like literally the baseball card album. And that's I was like, hilarious. Oh. Yeah, I, I hope that they like at least display all the extras because that's kind of what I do. Like I I I have a bunch that I won't stick on anything, but I still have displayed. Uh, mm-hmm. in mag in magnetic picture frames that are like on my wall with, with all, all my other gym pictures. But then anything that I have like two or three of, I I'll, I'll put that on something. The lift I have short a shelf. St- oh, go ahead. Sorry. The lift short sticker though, such high quality. So yes. there's one of those on the cooler and one of those on my Yeti, and I'm probably gonna end up having to get another one. Uh, you were saying about your shelf? Oh, I got a shelf um in the gym where I sit that the top of it is just loaded with all the stickers. So yeah. yeah. Now. Are you going to be in Aberdeen with us? I'm not participating in the powerlifting meet. I had uh, I had four strongman competitions this year, mm-hmm. and uh, just the way the way it fit in, and yeah. Well, I'm not participating, but I'm going to party. So, like, I'm right, just going okay. to be there in the front row, screaming up, up, because that's what you do at meets. <laughs> <laughs> Designated backslapper. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but speaking of contests for the second time since we've started, um, the Jefferson deadlift con- contest has started. I just now, put my video up. I was about to say I loved that. That <laughs> was so much fun. Um, but do you think just like, why would they do this right before the powerlifting meet? So are they trying to like have us all extremely exhausted, like doing these heavy Jefferson singles? Is this just part of peaking? Do you do Jefferson deadlifts? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the oh, only one. Yep, sorry. Go ahead, Dawson. Go ahead, Scott. 
Uh, I said, I'm just, I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of caught that. I was just, cause like when I even like listened to the podcast a couple weeks ago when they gave us the dates, I must have, I think I thought I heard them wrong when it was like the end of June or beginning of July. I was like, well, that can't be right. Cause the freaking meat is in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Why would I, why would I do some YOLO Jefferson deadlift bullshit uh, and like rip my fucking taint open when I'm trying to peak for a meet? So I'm still going to do it. Like I think we have what till the end of next week at weekend. So I'll, you know, I'll pull like 225 or something, but I'm not yeah. trying to like do anything stupid and tweak something a couple weeks out. I don't well, have any. I train a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, I don't have a program. I do everything myself. And at my age, I'm 42. I recover a lot better from pulling 90% every week than pulling for any kind of rep range. Like I could almost pull maxes and PRs every single week and recover by the next deadlift day. But if I pulled for 10 reps, I'd be trashed, you know? When I first started lifting, I was doing that. I was doing 90 to 100% once a week, right? And if it felt too good, I'd go up the next week, right? I was doing that forever. And you're you're kind of right, because like I think I was more into it and more active at the time and now like just even i tried to do some squats this week still sick whatever i was like i gotta get in the gym and do something and i failed four reps at like 300 pounds in squats and that's ridiculous to me but then i was beat up for two days yeah because i was just doing reps and like and then it's like oh you still have to do your five reps five sets of four reps it's like i'm almost 40 man i don't want to be down here exhausting myself making my groin fall out like this is ridiculous i don't know it if if it did fall out would canadians look at it or they don't they don't they don't do that right uh maybe might roast it <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of last week's episode uh let's do this bit that we do every week um you know as it was introduced by somebody who said that they, they might like to hear us do this so let's rate last week's episode with Brittany diamond uh, I do want to be the first person out of the three of us to say I have no clue who that person was. And really, you've never, you never seen her uh, doing any of the announcing for – I think she, I've seen uh, seen her a couple times uh, doing the announcing for different strongman competitions, but I watch a lot of strongman shows and competitions. She does a really good job. I do not. I was at the Arnold to watch Mitch Hooper win, and uh, that was about what I did there. That I don't really watch a lot of that stuff. But I mean that is on brand for me. I don't I don't know things or do things. Um, so with that said, I think it was a good episode. A lot more boob talk than I'm used to, um, but not in like a way that when I heard it on the Discord, I thought it was like gonna be over the top. But it wasn't really. Uh, it was standard boob talk with a bodybuilder. So um, I think that out of five JDs, I'm gonna give last week's episode. What do you got? Carry the one, five five JD Power Associates out of five. It's a good rating. I was a little on the fence about the episode last week, and then uh, Tommy had to drop the bomb on how he uh, backed his way into winning an essay contest by being the only person to put in for it, and uh, that just that pushed it to five five JDs. Nice, nice. So I guess I'll, I'll close it out. So. I in Joey's defense, I think I I I, I had been following Brittany, but I don't think I like re- her name didn't resonate. It wasn't like oh I know exactly who that is. Like I had to like go out of my way to like look to be like oh yeah I do follow her and 
vaguely familiar, but she looks kind of like like twenty other girls that I follow. So I was like, I doesn't I don't know. But uh, as far as the, uh, the podcast in general, I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't uh, Patient Brandon's wife. You know, that's what I think that's what we all were expecting. You know, it was the only Miss Diamond that I know. Uh, but uh, because you know of that, I guess I'll still go ahead and give it a five out of five. J- nice. JD Powers. That's the only other diamond I know is from uh, American Gladiators. So you guys might be too young for that diamond. No, no, I I'm a oh, yeah. like it was like nine was like eighty eight to like ninety two I think or something. I yeah, still haven't yeah. watched. I haven't watched the documentary on it yet though. I heard it's a pretty good Netflix either. doc. Heard, yeah. So you guys, yeah, you just ruined my silly question of the week. Oh god damn it! Hundred percent. It was going to be <laughs> what is your American Gladiator name? <laughs> and I was uh, in my head. I was there's no way. There's no way that both of them know what American Gladiators is. There's no way that I'm gonna. They're even gonna be thinking about it when I put it out there. And you went and dropped it. Oh, it's amazing, actually. I'm I'm not disappointed at all. <laughs> that is great. really funny. Uh, so let's do that then. What is your American Gladiator name? Godzilla. All right, that makes sense to me. That you know, because I I was watching the documentary actually, which is where this came up. Uh, and I got to show my wife, like, this is about gladiators. And she's like, I don't know what that means. And went back to like knitting or something. And here I am just excited, like a child watching this documentary. Cause I remember watching this as a kid. So uh, they always say that like all their names were part of their archetype, right? Like the Malibu was the, the big haired, good looking bodybuilder guy. And, you know, ice was, you know, straight jawed. And so I was like, okay, cool. That's, that's the, that's the question I'm going to throw to these guys tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or as or as Morgan said, uh, what about your ultimate warrior question? I was like, what? And she was the show you were watching. I'm like, American Gladiators. Damn it, <laughs> worse than I am. <laughs> oh yeah, you said you said ultimate warrior. I'm just like, thinking of. Well, yeah, so she now. she said I'm that. Like... I'm going, huh? Like I don't think I've brought him up in a little while. So Keith, what's your well, what what's you your, guys? What's your American oh, Gladiator name, buddy? Man, that's a this is like maybe the hardest one because it hasn't been like it, it's. Uh, it's so it's going to be like a spontaneous kind of just a quick thing. I can't like really put a story behind it like I'd like to with all my other ones. So I'm going to go with. Uh, so it's got to be like someone, something that would pop up underneath the, you know, a, a little quick, you know, intro of me. And it's got to be like jazzy and snappy. So oh, orange glaze. Orange <laughs> glaze. Yeah, I don't know, man. Is that a Bukaki reference? What? Jesus Christ. Blaze, Blaze, Blaze. Blaze? I thought he said glaze. I was like, are you a donut? Like, what is this? I don't know. That or, uh, I I kind of, not necessarily American Gladiator, but I did have like a, I think I posted something a few years ago where I took a picture of like uh, a camera from above me while I was like benching and like the bar neuraling blocked off my face and looked like a mask and I called myself like Neuroman. Like or like knurling, neural man, but that wouldn't really be a good gladiator, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Something with orange in it. I nothing's I've never really been stumped on here. That's kind of bugging That's me. Right. So well, you know what? We'll let you think on that one. And then yeah. right, well, right I'm before... calling you orange glaze. Oh, I'm calling you orange glaze. Orange glaze period. is, yeah. You must yeah. have you just, your wrecked, you just wrecked yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, right? Uh but I'd no... probably be like troll or dwarf or something, right? Because just like I'm fat and hairy and little stumpy, right? So I think I'd probably go with something like that because I am not a muscular or strong person, but if I'm going to be a gladiator, be the guy under the bridge trying to take take you down. Grumpy old troll lives under the bridge. So I never thought I would uh, say this sentence, but 
to harken back to the Bukaki comments, I've got a oh, really wow. funny. I've got a like. I don't think I've ever told this story. I, I usually try to tell maybe you should. Maybe no, it's completely whoa. not sexual whatsoever. Not that so kind of podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> so my one of my really good friends, uh, you know, he's he, he was this was like five six years ago, really into home gym stuff. Uh, he kept he told me that his girlfriend wanted to buy him a kabuki transformer bar ah. but she didn't but she literally kept calling it the the bukaki bar mm-hmm. so then and then like so then i even like uh yeah i don't know i think i ended up even posted it in like the home gym group making fun of her as like a joke like not like just playfully but uh yeah so knowing that someone like my, my, my friend's girlfriend kept calling it a bukaki bar just was That's hysterical good. Oh no no! Now I remember the funny part. I told her, I told him to tell her to Google Bukaki, and then that's that was the punchline. Yeah, you actually got me thinking too that I can't wait now for this to be released, and then the Discord to go. I had to Google that. I hate you. <laughs> Google image search Bukaki. I dare you. Yeah, I double dare you. All right. So there's so, the silly move, question of the week. Yeah. Moving on to the new drop. As fast as we can. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't get anything because I um I'm just gonna be in Aberdeen in 23 days. So if I order it, I'm gonna drive past Carol Stream, wave to my stuff, and then it's gonna and then I'm gonna go to Aberdeen. So I might as well just buy it in Aberdeen. I think that's oh I'm yeah, gonna, Canada. Um, I forget. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably. I I don't know if I need the JDL shirt, but I'll probably get the lift tank. If there's the only thing about me that looks muscular is my traps and shoulders, so I try and show the traps. Traps are the new abs, man. Absolutely, absolutely. What about you guys? You get anything? I, I did, did not pull the trigger. Ooh. Go ahead, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. I I keep interrupting. You're good. <laughs> No, yeah, I did not. Um, I might get the JDL shirt. I do, I do like that a lot. So that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I think I'm gonna order the. Uh, well, no, not necessarily. I I agree. I agree with Joey. Like my shirt would be here like next freaking you know Monday or Tuesday if I ordered it tonight. Well, it'd be here like Wednesday, whatever. But I'm probably just yeah. I'll just at this point I'm just gonna save up because I already know I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars on the other uh, shirts that were posted on the discord that, you know, I want to get a, a, a size of that fits. So it, part of it is at some point I'm going to have to be like, can I, how many hundreds of dollars can I actually spend on top of the thousands of dollars I'm already spending to get out there? Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. hotels are, the hotels are going to kill me. And then I, if I grab a couple shirts, uh, my biggest weakness is going to be if Grant is selling off any plates at mm. the end. Uh, like he was at the Arnold, because there's a guarantee they're coming home with me if he is. Because uh, <laughs> I want some more 45s and maybe some 25s. Um, how many? Uh, how many 45s do you have? Just the one. Uh, I've got the one pair. Um, how many 45s total? Like not just Strinko. <laughs> oh shit! Um, I just counted mine. Uh, uh, I think yesterday. I think it was Garage Gym competition posted the question on Instagram, what everybody, what everybody's weights, the amounts they had. So I just, I actually know what I have. So I was just curious. 12. 12? 12. 45s, nice. one pair of hundreds, four 25s, four tens, four fives, and a two and a pair of two and a half. So yeah, I've got more plates than I can lift for now. I think I got 2,300 pounds. I got 30 45s. So. Why? Those are good. Those are good entry level numbers, you know. You're gonna have to yeah, 
Can we, do the, I, I, <laughs> can we do the dick measuring content and contest and I can tell you what I have? So I've got 29 pairs of 45s. Actually, it's more. It's 29 pairs of York milled plus four, five pairs of deep dish. So, you know, 34 pairs, uh, eight pairs of 35s, 11 pairs of 25s, 18 pairs of 10s, 17 pairs of fives, 10 pairs of two and a halves. I swear and, to God, uh, are you, are you and looking a, and at a spreadsheet? Set. I swear I to God, are you looking, looking at a spreadsheet? I, I am looking at a spreadsheet <laughs> with all of my, uh, bringing that a grand total of just plates to 4,917 and a half pounds, and then another 2,205 pounds of dumbbells, grand total 7,122 and a half pounds of iron in my no wine cellar. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, man. But can you Jefferson deadlift four plates? No, I think Jefferson deadlift <laughs> three plates. That's about it. I, I, I've my, done six. <laughs> I think I've done four. I sucked. And I, I, it was not good form, so I didn't post it. But I think I've done four. I did three at the Arnold. Just like, I felt it was a bit of a dick move, but this lady was like struggling to get three plates up, but I wasn't really paying attention to her. And then I went. Uh, as she dropped it and she was like hyping herself up to the side, I was like, Oh, get my camera. And I got Kevin to film me doing the Jefferson deadlift of three plates. And it like, obviously it went up like nothing. It's three plates, but here's this poor woman struggling, trying to set a PR. And then I walk up in Jefferson deadlift and teabag the bar that she's using. So it was like, as soon as I like me and Jonathan were like, yeah, it was great. And I turned, I looked at her and I immediately realized what I did. Um, so I apologize to that poor lady for you she's know probably, she's definitely she might, listening. Or she forgot and is like this idiot's reminding me of this. But hey, you know public apology. Back. Public apology to that lady. That's that was not my intention. I just wanted to be the first person to Jefferson Deadlift at the Strength Co booth. But then Jonathan did a Jefferson of like seven plates, like in front of me, like a little bit after that. So he nice. got me back. He got me back. A buddy of mine was warming up deadlifting. He's a littler guy. I was at a, a gym I go to sometimes, and he did 315 and uh, put it on. I walked over and grabbed it in the middle with one hand. And, it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, just, walked, just walked away, didn't even say anything. <laughs> I, you know what? I, it's, it's a, I know, it's a total jerk move. But like the one guy, um, being strong is fun, and it's, it, it feels good sometimes. And When you're went, among friends, you can do that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, I went to a friend's birthday party who I'd never met in person. We were strictly online friends, um, and he is a, he's a large man, a very large man. Uh, he he's had probably like three or four feet on my height. Like he was, he's closer to seven than he is to six. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, for somebody that can lift my body weight, I thought you'd be taller. And I was just like, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Let me sneak that up on you, buddy. <laughs> you, you said, are you five, six, five, seven? Five, four? Five, four. Okay. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm about the same height as Ray Mysterio Jr. If you're nice, if you're uh, paying attention to that type of stuff. I know that because I've met Sergeant Slaughter and Mankind. So. Oh, and I heard oh. your John Cena post today. There you go. Yeah. I actually just met uh, Mick Foley um, like a month ago, and uh, he signed my weightlifting. I have a weightlifting belt that I got five different World Strongest Men signatures on, and I had Mick Foley sign it. And I, I told he... him he was, I told him he was the first non-strong man to sign it. Mm-hmm. So he wrote down his max bench press on my belt. Ooh, do, you wanna, do you want to guess? I'm gonna guess. Mick I'm gonna Foley's guess max bench. 
Yeah. 405. 400. Easy for I'm going to go. Oh, shit. 550. So he notoriously was not a lifter. Mm-hmm. Like if you. 275. Oh, Jesus. Very still better than, way better than me. Good work, man. And oh. I would argue he belongs on that belt after what he's oh, done. Oh, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. World. I did not hesitate. Yeah, no, yeah I met McFoley and I met Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter put me in the Cobra Clutch. That was pretty sick. <laughs> if you know what if you know him. I do, yeah, I, mean, I do. Oh, okay. I do. Um, but I think when we when we interview our guests, I might want to talk a little more about wrestling. Um <laughs> well, so, we should get him on the horn, I guess. Um well, let's do a let's do a quick ad read. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then we'll get into the we'll get our guest on the horn. Today's episode is, of course, brought to you by the Mastonomics podcast. Um, you can hear it at mastonomics.com. Uh, you could join us in the Discord crew. We are over 300 strong at the moment, and that's just in Discord. There's also supporters out there that aren't even in Discord. You could be out in the world and get recognized, which happened to me the the, the other day. And now I've got a friend who, you know, is is a new friend, and we get along great, and he's... He, Oh yeah, he big shout out. Um he just adopted a goat down the road from me. So he's got a little baby goat that he's always posting out there. Sauce on my beard, buddy. Um so, you know, go mastonomics.com slash join. Maybe give us a couple dollars every month. Maybe join us in the Discord and maybe even get on this podcast. Big thanks to uh to the main podcast for, you know, essentially spearheading what we're doing which is completely making asses of ourselves to hundreds of people a week. Uh, <laughs> hopefully so, hundreds. Hopefully. So should we get our guest on the horn? Yeah, let's give him a ring. All right. Uh, Big Dodzilla, is that you? Hey, guys, it's me. Hey, Thanks welcome. for having me. You are live on the Unpaid and Underrated podcast. Uh, now, oh, yeah. So let's get this out of the way. You are, of course, the first supporting member. The first number yes. one numero uno Scott. So now you got to get a Dodzilla was no numero uno shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> and wear that to all the events. Uh, you were yeah, also. I was. I was actually on their website the day that they put the supporting membership up and hadn't announced it on uh, Instagram or anything. It was just there. It was all the way at the bottom. I was just scrolling, looking through stuff, and I seen it. I was like, "What the heck is this?" I clicked on it and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw these, I'll be, I'll support these guys, throw them a little, a little bit every month. And then, uh, little did I know I was, no one had, no one had even seen it yet. So that was kind of the story behind that. That's fantastic. Cause you were also the first person to recognize them at the Arnold too, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was 2016 or 17 Arnold. And I've been listening, um, for about a year and I seen him walk by and I just yelled out in the crowd, that's anonymous guys. And they all gave me high five. Um, as he's walking by over <laughs> to watch the straw man. And then later I met up with him and got a pick. That's back when, uh, big, big Tyler was there too. Oh, well, uh, sh- I'll let you in on a shocker. We've got that photo. What? <laughs> I know. I don't know if you know this, but we had a hookup, <laughs> which I think was actually you. Um, Some, someone slid it in my DMS. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm kind of a little excited, and um, I know we're going to get a few people excited talking about this. Uh, so you were mentioning um, in the previous uh, section that you had met some wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, I've already, of course, dropped the Ultimate Warrior reference. I mean, we already Absolutely. did my silly question, American Gladiators. Um, Keith, do you watch wrestling at all? I watched wrestling like 96 to like 2000, give or take. So that era, I know like the hate, like I've watched all NWO. Like I was, so you know, the attitude I had, era. I had, I had 13 Wolfpack t-shirts and I remember yeah. when, when Wolfpack died and then it was all back to NWO white. I was like, fuck, now I have like all these shirts that are relevant. And then the NWO red still came back. So yeah. Uh, WCW, WWE, Stone Cold, DX. Yeah. I think maybe when I got into from like 2000, I probably stopped watching it when I got into high school. But yeah, that's so the, Mon- the Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, I actually watched it all through that time too. Um, I my my dad used to watch it, and so did my grandpa. So I watched with them, and then eventually watched it on my own, and then I just stopped at some point. I want to say about I think we all do. Yeah, I think about the Ruthless Aggression Era. I kind of backed off. Um, but then I came back when Bray Wyatt and John Cena first started their feud, and I just became absolutely enamored with Bray Wyatt. Everything nice. he could do. His, everything... fiend, his fiend theme song uh, I used to listen to all the time when I deadlift. Yep, that used to be on my playlist too, and uh, too bad they took it down. It's still on YouTube, but it's not on any any streaming service. Uh, so yeah, that's really... I I watched it when he came back. And then now that he's gone again, I haven't watched it anymore. And I realized I'm just not that into it. But I still am like, I still follow a lot of the independent guys. And, and I still kind of just watch like Botchamania and the clips on the side and stuff like that. So like AEW uh, in the, like or yeah. more independent than that. Okay. Yeah. AEW is in my town right now, actually. They just did two events okay. here. Uh, they did. They got uh, a pretty sweet documentary show on HBO. I think it's HBO that follows AEW through all last season. Uh, they're they're really they're really doing it, and I feel like they're listening to the fans a little a bit more than Vince McMahon is, because uh, he's I don't know what he's on, but he's out to lunch. He has no clue what people want anymore. He has no clue what is interesting, and he's just kind of running it into the ground. If if I think I had to be honest, um, but of course that's just my personal opinion. So now I, no, their, I fe- their female division seems like it's better than the men's division right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but that kind of just leads me. I want to ask you both a question then. Uh, and you have your druthers, obviously. Um, who is your favorite wrestler of all time and why? You want me to go, Keith? Yeah, I got a couple in my mind, but yeah. I'm, so, yeah. so as a kid, I liked like eight years old. I liked the excitement of ultimate warrior before I knew that he was actually a terrible wrestler, but just that excitement as a kid, I loved it. Then as I got older, like in high school, I switched to loving the undertaker and Mm -hmm. that love never, that love never died. But the utmost respect we talked about already was um, Mick Foley. Yeah. I caught, I caught some of his Japan stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of his matches with Terry Funk with the barbed wire and, that just instantly drove him to the top. Number one, that Undertaker Mankind match, greatest mm-hmm. match, the cell, the Hell in the Cell, greatest match of all time. So, even the, even the even the Mankind character when he first came out with the leather mask and the squealing and ripping out his hair, like he just went full into that, and it was yep. amazing because it could have flopped. It could have been a joke, but he he, he was like, "No, I, I'm going to do that." And I was, I would, I'm with you on that one. Uh, he he's definitely up there in my in the in the top. Um, I think as a kid, I also liked the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, in fact, 
I went to a pay-per-view he was supposed to be at here in Hamilton. And so I'm in Hamilton, Ontario. And Hamilton, Ontario has a huge wrestling history. The first ever Royal Rumble was actually here. And nice. uh, the Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. And it was... Oh! It, yep. <laughs> and that's that's a, that's a big thing for my city. But Triple H hates Hamilton. So ever since he started being a little more in control, he won't. they don't come back here anymore. So... Yeah, I would say the Warrior. I also fell in love with the Undertaker at some point as well. Um, but like now that I think of all of the things I've watched, Bray Wyatt's still going to be up there. I have more merch for his than anybody else. Uh, I have a huge respect for Macho Man uh, and a weird emotional connection to Roddy Piper. Right. Just, um, that, he would, go ahead. Was that because you loved the movie They Live as a kid? I do love that movie, but no, or I don't know what it was. Or Welcome to Frogtown. I don't. I wish I knew what it was, but sometimes I just hear him talking, and I'm just like, "That's the dude. That's the dude." Yeah, he was good on the mic. He really was. He, a few problems, right? Like some stupid stuff he said, but that was at the time. That was that was fine. Um, but if I really had to say it, and this nobody ever expects this answer, Taz. Really, I remember watching ECW when he was um, just doing his Sabu. It was him and Sabu when it's that one scene. It's when the lights turn on and Sabu's in the middle of the ring pointing up because he hadn't been there for so long and the crowd loses it. And Taz is just in the middle of the ring with his arms crossed staring. Doesn't budge, doesn't flinch. Taz is maybe, he's just under six feet. I've watched him. Um, I was watching the ECW documentary and he said that uh, in the match with Bam Bam, Bam Bam didn't want to take a Tazplex through the table. And he just did it. Like he just took this 350 pound man and threw him over his head dead weight. So I have so much respect for that guy. And he actually invented tapping out in wrestling. Tapping out was only in UFC before that or in, in um, I think a grapple sport. And he brought it to professional wrestling because the Taz mission was so brutal that it wrapped up all your all your mouth and everything and choked you. So you had to tap to signal because you couldn't say I quit. So I always just, just I didn't just, know that the human suplex machine. I got mad respect. I know he's a bit weird now. He's a he's a meme. He's a running meme now on AEW because he's just he's retired. He doesn't care anymore. Um, but yeah, the ECW and then right when he first came to WWE, that era Taz has always just been like, cause he was the fight machine. Samoa Joe's trying to be him now. And Sokoa is trying to be him now. And, but he was the first to do that. Hmm. Keith. I'm going to say, so probably my all time favorite as a kid. Well, I mean, I'm going to have to go with as a kid. Cause it's all the only time I ever really watched it regularly. So man, big, sexy, Kevin Hall, Kevin, Kevin Nash. That is yep. it's not. Yeah. Like I agree. Diesel. You know, whatever you want to call him, you know, that was even my man, like the outsiders, the tag team with him and Scott Hall. Like, you know, even when he wasn't, even when he was big with a big daddy diesel or whatever in WWE, mm-hmm. WWF at the John time. Michael's like, bodyguard. Uh, yeah. yeah. So like, I, 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 I think part of that too is like, I remember it. I didn't have a gaming system as a kid, but like we were, but my, my older brother's friends and he had like one of the first Nintendo like whatever this was this was the second gen nintendo Six, i think uh, nintendo 64 there was two games even you know the super nintendo even before that i think so oh, okay I, just, I remember this was like this was like this was like 
like four, oh, okay. like wrestling game or something yep. like like super old school. I know the and one you're remember, thinking about. I remember being like there was like there was you know Diesel and Six Pack and all those guys. Or it was Billy. You no, know, it was the one two three Billy there. Billy no. one two three kid. Yep, yeah, one two three yeah, kid. Yeah, because Billy the Kid was a different one, uh, Billy Gilman or something. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Kevin Nash, hundred percent. That was my guy. Nice, good answers, good answers. Sorry to like derail that, but I get excited talking about wrestling sometimes. Hey, it's your podcast, brother. And it, well, it's your podcast today. Um, wait, yep. Wait till Big Lou gets on. I'll probably do the same thing to you. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> You're good. So I'm. I guess I. I just need some clarification because I'm kind of confused. Who we're talking to? You kept calling him Scott and Dodds. I thought we had Big Hot on the radio. Isn't this big hot? Big hot? Oh lord! <laughs> yeah, my lady calls me big hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the reaction we like to get. So. Where did that come from? <laughs> or is that just because attractive trophy husband? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, it's just trophy funny. husband business. Yep. So what? I've I've been waiting for the uh, the the questions. From DM and the uh, significant other come into play, and there, there we go. Yeah, big hot. <laughs> yeah, your uh, your your partner gave us a, a fair amount of information. You know, I said chair. Yeah, there's only so much we can. You know, we're we're not trying to have a three hour podcast. I, you know, if anything she sent me didn't get uh, released. Sorry. Oh, but we, uh, I definitely feel like we got some gems out of her though. So Fantastic. I appreciate her. I appreciate her being fair game and letting uh, you know. I think she literally wrote me like like a six paragraph response. So I really appreciate that. Nice. <laughs> uh, so you were like the first supporting member, the first to recognize them in that, at at the Arnold. What got you in so early to Massonomics? Well, so I, at work, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've always listened to a lot of podcasts. And I literally just got on Apple Podcasts and start, started looking up uh, weightlifting podcasts, and they came up. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found them back in the day. That's didn't know anything about them. Didn't know anything about their Instagram or anything until I started listening to podcasts. So yeah, that was like 2000. Yeah, that was like 2016 time when I, when I first started listening to them. So like 50, like 50 episodes in or something or less? Like yes, early. yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Pretty early. Oh wow. And then um, as a follow up to that, no, go ahead. Please finish. Please finish. I was gonna say another first is I don't know if. Uh, you guys know where the first comment race even came from? Oh, on YouTube. No. So I, I just know it's boring so, now. I have one two weeks so in a row. Shout out, shout out to Swimhack, who uh, just released a uh, YouTube video talking about his stroke that he suffered a year ago. Um, so go over to his YouTube page and uh, check that video out. He explains it all. He kind of disappeared in the last year. And uh, best wishes to him. But me and Swimhack back in the day, Swim hack was commenting on the videos and I started commenting and I had commented, been the only commenter for like the last three weeks. And the guys on the podcast had said, Oh yeah, we do a YouTube video guys. Cause they weren't really too big into that back then. They're like, go check out YouTube too and comment like swim hack. And I messaged swim hack and I messaged mess. I'm like, uh, hmm. I'm the one that's been commenting on the videos. And then me and swim hack just started racing every week. And then everybody <laughs> slowly over started jumping in and became a thing. So yeah. For for about six months, it was just me and Swimhack going back and forth for first comment. <laughs> That's a really good story. I, I was I really appreciate hearing that. Uh, well, then actually, that led into what my follow up was going to be is like, what was it like being crew before crew? So before there was a Discord, before there was anything, 
um there there was just you and like what oh, was that there, what, there was, was there was like? others on instagram but yeah it was it was definitely a lot smaller and i almost feel like a massonomic hipster now yeah. like when your favorite band becomes popular you know and you're kind of like i remember when blah 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 back in the day so yep. yeah it kind, of, it kind of feels like that now <laughs> but i i would say like it also just means there's more for you to love right Absolutely. It's, I, I, like I, the uh like the the crew podcast <laughs> i appreciate that that was i was thinking like when the deadpool movie came out and everybody's like great everybody likes deadpool i was like i've always liked deadpool but now look at all the cool deadpool stuff i get and that's sure. kind of how i look at it as like yeah mass is growing bigger the discord crew is Jesus, i think i i forget what number i was supporting member i could check i think i'm under the first 50 at least um but like now it's 300 people i do feel like that sometimes where it's just like it's not like it was but it can only right. Get better, right it can only get better Absolutely. as more people come in and love it oh well, it let's it lets the podcast continue it lets the guys throw powerlifting meets it lets mm-hmm. uh the merchandise continue it lets everything that we love continue you know? exactly so. yeah yeah, so everybody but give them I'll more money. I'll still always be a little. I'll always be a little hipster about it, though. <laughs> so Scott, I got a good one for you. So since you're one of the yes, few sir. guys that we've talked to that, like a bunch of the guys that listened to all the episodes, but very few people I've talked to has been have have been listening for since 2016 era. So what was it like when Tyler left? Did that actually hit you hard? Like, cause that would like that actually, me, I, it I, did I, hit I, hard. Yeah. I kind of figured it had to, cause like I hate change, so that would have like really thrown me for a loop. It was hard enough, like listening to it, like three years removed from it happening like so you're 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 just listening every week and then he's just gone like that had to be a, a trip yeah i actually inter- i would interact with tyler quite a bit on instagram myself we still actually talk every now and then uh but i i followed him to his other podcast that he had uh which was another um exercise podcast i can't remember the name of it but then when he moved back he started the uh, conspiracy randy and i followed and was a member um, of that podcast as well and if you should check out conspiracy randy that show was freaking hilarious um they're not doing it anymore but they're all still out there yeah now he's doing a podcast like geared towards like actual gym owners and they're trying to gym make like, a, a, yeah. a, a business out of it I, I listened to a couple of those but it's like it's it's specifically to like I, I think their market is like 50 guys that own gyms and will like you know buy their <laughs> self-help kind of program but yeah, it, it hit hard. It kind of it it took it took a it took like a good month or two for those the guys to kind of find themselves without that third guy to bounce off. Because Tyler was a pretty big part, you know. He oh, sp- sure. he talked a lot. That's, I think yeah, I think I mean, Tommy I think Tommy really has stepped up um, his game since since Tyler left. Tommy has taken a huge more talking. I mean, he had to, but um, he he was a little bit seemed like he was a little bit shyer back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like like Tyler was the main host. Like Tyler was Tanner before Tanner was Tanner. Uh right. as far as as far as like hosting it and keeping like the flow and everything going and like being like the number one, you know, topic changer essentially. Right. So that was that was pretty cool. Like I do the only person I've talked to that actually like lived through that like in real time. Uh actually, yeah, big shout out to Tyler. He actually follows us on Instagram. He follows the nice. podcast. That that was really neat to see. Um. All right, I'm gonna go completely different direction here. I got a list of stuff here. Uh, tell what's your favorite smelling salt, and what is your favorite one to make other people smell when they visit? That currently is now this uh, 
this zone smelling salt. I've gone through, I have every smelling salt you can think of. I've tried every smelling salt from obsidian to ah to, I mean, to all of every single one. But this zone, the blood red one in this metal container right here. That's some decent bottling. This is the only ammonia that hit me too hard. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I've had a fresh bottle of Ah, I've had a fresh bottle of nose bleach, and I've hit them hard, and I'll, no problem. This, I actually had to undo my belt, go sit down, and breathe because wow. it hit me so hard. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah the zone, zone smelling salts, the red, it's like blood red. Um, it's, it's pretty insane. Hmm. I just, but I, nothing, nothing I love more though than a capsule that the ampule, I have about 50 ampules left and I'm whole, I hold those for meat days only. I wish I could find them. I want to play with those. Every now and then they, they still will pop up on Amazon from time to time. So if you, if you can like find them on there, you can set an alert. So when they're in stock, you mm. get an alert. That's how I got my last two. And yeah, so I got about 50 ampules left. That's exciting. And, and just saving for a special occasion now. It kind of harkens yep. back to to last week's uh, one of, you know, big uh, Murph's questions for us. A specialty yeah, spiral. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of like, what the hell did she call it? And I was just like, someone, someone will say it as I just ramble here. Yeah, specialty spiral. Any, any, anything else in the home gym you consider like that? Like that, like things that you only pull out on special occasions? Nothing on special occasions, really. Um, yeah, just the just the smelling salts. Everything I have, I like to use. Anything I used to have on? a P, I used to have a PR shirt, but um, that that kind of got too stretched out, and I can't really wear it anymore. So I, yeah, I don't even have a PR shirt anymore. But what? Okay, so perfect segue. Then uh, we did get a lot of questions. Uh, we reached out specifically to the hosts at some point too. And by we, I mean Keith did, and then I did later, only to find out Keith already did. <laughs> it's like killing me, man. Um, so Tommy was actually wondering what your favorite shirt is. I love the eight bit strongman. I have two of them. I have a I have a large with the sleeves still on, and then I have a medium with that cut the sleeves off because I like um, I like it tight. And mm-hmm. when you cut the sleeves off uh, on a medium on my size, it just looks sick. So yeah, I got two. I got two of those. That, that's that's been my favorite for sure. That strongman eight bit, I think, just hits. I, I never got in on the eight bit ones. That was, okay. um, I think, I started ordering right about the time those were on their way out. I I do have the eight bit power thing. It's it's one of my favorite shirts. It, it's like definitely fits the best out of one of the out of all the the black collection. Yeah, I think it fits the best. I think it fits. Yeah. it's definitely one of the best fitting for sure. I'm a fan. Now, what strength sports have you competed in? Because you seem to be doing a you do really well in most of them, from what I can see on your Instagram. Oh, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, I I dabble in powerlifting. I haven't done a meet in about a year and a half, two years for powerlifting. Mainly, I mostly do strongman now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just at the Highland Games here in Michigan uh, last weekend. And uh, that really piqued my interest. And I've been talking with several of the guys that were there. And that's something I'm definitely going to be doing for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, but I powerlifted in high school. I was all-state powerlifter. We had a pretty pretty awesome powerlifting team, especially for the 90s. That wasn't such a huge what, thing. So, 
And where where was that at? Because I know like high school powerlifting. I already thought that was only really big in Texas, and it's like it's all Michigan lifting. So so well, yeah. I know you said your. Uh, so was it? Yeah. Was it? Was it? Is it geared lifting only, or were you guys doing raw back then? It was. Uh, well, a lot of kids did raw because no one had equipment, but uh, we had one single ply deadlift suit and one single ply bench shirt that we all kind of passed around. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> The communal bench and uh, the yeah. bench shirt, that's, that had to be pretty fucking right. That had to, that had to be yeah. pretty stinky. <laughs> yeah, because you're having – I was probably like – I think I competed at like 181, and then I'd put the bench shirt on, have two or three guys help me put it on, and then someone competing at 220 would be up, and then he'd put the same bench shirt on, and there would be six of us pulling the shirt on him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a good time. All right, that's killer. Go ahead, Keith. Um yeah. Uh, so my stuff uh, is going crazy here. Have you had some? Uh, I you know vaguely remember. Did you have a pretty big ACL injury a few years ago? Is that something you went through? Um, two years ago now, two and a half years ago, I tore my Achilles. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've Was actually that... torn both. I've torn both biceps, and Jesus. I've torn my left Achilles. Um, oh, I tore my Achilles in December, and then competed in a strongman competition in September. Wow, like that's I could I could I could see someone doing powerlifting almost, but like strongman, like unless it was an extremely static show, like how are you out there running on one fucking like foot basically? Um, so the surgery for Achilles have come a million percent from, from what they used to be. The guy who did my surgery actually holds patents or has patents pending on the type of surgery he did, and uh, my recover I was back to work in six weeks. Instead of if I would have done it a year prior, I would have been out six months. So I got I actually got pretty lucky um, with the time that I did it and the surgeon that I got was just incredible. Nice. Well, that's, that's good. That's good to know. So I pre your Achilles injury, we saw uh, your recent post, I think, or maybe something you shared in your story of you just being a complete asshole on the basketball court, just dunking on people <laughs> left and right. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell us, so you were like a, basically just a big stud high school player. Were you actually – so let me put it this way. Were you actually like a decent basketball player or were you just so athletic that you could just kind of like block block shots and dunk on people? Like what was your uh, – how would you describe yourself as a, a basketball player, you know, at, at whatever level you got to? Uh, well, Dennis Rodman was my favorite player growing up, and uh, I kind of just did that on the court in high school. Um, nice. Just if there was a ball, I was going to go get it. But yeah, um, I, I relied on just hyper athleticism on the court um, over any kind of fundamentals, you know, <laughs> always anytime I'd go into a gym there, I would no one could jump higher than me. And just knowing that going in, you just walk around with this confidence. Uh, so uh, that's kind of, that's kind of how I played. I wasn't going to cross you over and hit a three in your face, but if that ball was up in the air on a rebound, I was going to throw it down on your head. <laughs> I nice. dunked from age 14 until 37 was when I finally lost it. So I had a good run. That's that's impressive. Yeah, 14. So you're like basically a freshman in high school. Dunk, freshman probably, in high school, definitely, yeah. Now, did, did that actually get you bumped up to the varsity early or anything? Or was it just more no. like I, I could dunk, but probably not in game because I would just fumble the ball as I'm trying to on a fast break. <laughs> I had I had a dunking game my sophomore and my senior year um, oh, nice. on the on basketball teams yeah and I oh, won uh, I won a slam dunk competition at a basketball camp uh, my senior year too so nice 
and your uh, your 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 good leaping ability did that help you transition into a uh, all star at the YMCA volleyball uh, program? <laughs> Absolutely. <I heard> you... <laughs> that's I... how that's how me and that's how me and my partner met um, yeah, playing co-ed volleyball. Yeah, um, I we would be playing and I could I would jump to go for a block and like my belly button would be at the top of the net. <laughs> that's great but i had absolutely no control and for a couple of years and people people were getting scared playing with me because i'd be up there spiking the ball and i'd have no idea where it was gonna go <laughs> oh so you're yeah so you were just an animal out there like there was no because i mean volleyball is pretty strategic and as far as like you have to yeah. hit I'm, i mean i assume like how, which part of the hand you hit it with and it, like what what geometry you know what angle you're coming down at to kind of throw the ball with like what whatever degree and you're just up there, just full force. Just did yeah, you ever have you ever, none did, of that mattered? None of that mattered just because of how high I could get on and on top of the ball. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, over over time, I learned how to play and definitely became more under control. Gotcha. Did you ever but that uh, athleticism just has smashed, really smashed someone right in the face? I think I took more in the face going <laughs> to blocks, going going to block spikes than I ever actually ever actually really hit anybody else. So. Which is, is kind of a, which is a good thing. <laughs> so are are we, are we having a callback to the Bukaki talk earlier? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was funnier than the crowd did. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. So uh, Big big Tanner, I usually don't say his name, but we'll give him credit on this one. Is uh, Maybe I didn't notice it, or I, you know, it, there's so many crew, it's hard to watch everyone's videos, you know, 100% of the time and stuff, but do you have a do you have a kind of like a, a tick you do before a lot of your videos where you're doing like a little uh you know you you look up to the left and do a little jerking motion so, before going now you're getting st- into my there story uh, there now you're getting into my question I was going to ask at the uh, uh, well we can ask the host because you uh you have your own little deadlift <laughs> setup ticks as well and, yeah, yeah we can save it we'll save it yeah, we'll save yeah. it that that's no, that's a yeah, good idea. No. Because yeah, sometimes I want to poke at Keith's little deadlift setup too. So. <laughs> I, I, so I we want, can definitely we can definitely talk about it. I want to be involved in that. All right. Well, actually, go. let's move on to that. That's actually a pretty good reason, right? That's that's a all good right. segue. It's we have. I think we've done all of our questions. Uh, there's one more. It, it, it it's just the way it, it it's on the second page, so it's not visible if you're ah. on the first page. So this is this is one. That, this is this is one that gave me the, the most chuckle out of reading your uh, your significant other's novel she sent me. So, okay, is it true that she temporarily had to block you on Facebook because of how many lifting videos you were posting specifically on Facebook, not just Instagram? So you were just flooding okay. everyone's Facebook feed with Godzilla deadlifts. I think that's probably a hundred percent true. And uh, I maybe now will post one or less lifting videos on Facebook. I keep it all for Instagram. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah that's hilarious. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I feel in the same way. I uh, I'll post everything to Instagram and then like a, 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 no more than, than 25% of my Instagram videos make it to uh, Facebook. Yeah, so, so that's a, that's hysterical that she, she did that. And was it? Did you actually notice that she's just like, oh, she's not liking any of my shit, or was it just like <laughs> something that she like told, no told you after the fact? No, no she, she told she told me later. I absolutely did not notice. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he noticed. 
All right. I've, so let's hear it. You've got, it sounds like you've got some fun questions for us. And and I kind of fast forwarded because I think. Uh, well, yeah, I was, I, I want to hear I was from gonna, you. I was just going to mention mine. Yeah. Um, when I deadlift or do any kind of big lift, I have a kind of up into the left eye head tick. And I've had, I've had little ticks for a lot of different things my whole life and things develop pre-doing certain things so there's different ticks for different things so mm-hmm. a lot of time, if you if you watch my videos enough you'll catch you'll start to catch on and uh i was gonna i was gonna bring that up and then ask keith he has a very distinct <laughs> deadlift setup as well and is that something that you have to do or is it something that you just do i have to like mentally i have to do up into the left, mm-hmm. usually twice. Is that something that is more of a tick or more of a routine? It's definitely a routine, but I like, could I, I don't think I could go out and pull a lift on the platform without doing my, basically, if anyone's not familiar, I, you know, I start with my arms at my side and I, and I do a, a full, <laughs> uh, like rotator cuff rotation and get my arms back down to where I'm kind of like super like bicep kind of curled and my hands are kind of out. Like I'm ready to like basically grab some boobs and my fingers are like very like, you know, open. Like I, I, you know, I, I'm, it's like, I'm, yeah, my, my buddy calls, you know, jazz fingers, if you will. Yeah. Just bust my, bust my balls on that. But like, no, I, I, like today, like I'm like warming up with like 225 and I, it's not as exaggerated. I definitely gets more exaggerated as I go along. And I, I absolutely me too. Is it, is it, a, is it, is it a tick? I don't know. Could I go down and deadlift without doing it? Like not heavy. <laughs> it is like, definitely... I feel, I feel like I feel off, but it's something that 100%. it's something that I've, I've dealt with never, never diagnosed or anything, but those kind of things are stuff that I've dealt with my whole life. And if you've watched closely, you might've even seen finger stuff in mm-hmm. watching me on this video, but yeah, it's something that I've kind of, dealt with my whole life my kids actually have it a little have a little bit too i don't you want to call it just ticks or i don't know what to call it because i never gotten looked at because i doesn't hinder my life so i was just curious if uh big keith's was anything how about you uh do you have any do you have anything like that do you have a routine or a tick or anything pre-lifting or pre-anything else not that i'm aware of um i do find that during right before a big deadlift in particular um, I do like to just stop um, and breathe. So you'll notice in when I set the record at my last meet, which still isn't uploaded, um, right before that fourth attempt that they gave me, the record setting attempt, um, I actually just stop, breathe deep and stare at the sky. And uh, Morgan calls it praying to the old gods because I I just kind of shut all the sound out around me. Uh, sure. so generally, right. yeah i don't have any like physical ticks or anything like that um but i definitely have that little ritual especially before the really big this is gonna hurt deadlifts you know breathe sure. deep exhale inhale cut out the sounds around you and just rip um at least not in lifting i'm sure in my life if you asked her she would definitely point out little annoying things i get in the car and i plug my phone in and then i'm eh, and i try to like probably but i don't think i have anything like that but also that's that sounds like do you also plan a lot of things in your life do i what do you do you do a lot of planning oh no <laughs> okay 
So yeah, that's that does sound a little more like me because I don't either. But that's again, I, I don't have those rituals and things in the middle that I have to do yeah. before I do things. I definitely have rituals before, like everything has its own individual thing attached mm-hmm. to it. it. Seems like so. Yeah. Um, is your record USPA, USPL, WRPF? Or, no, your your Canada. Okay. Yeah, WRPF. When, I want to say it was Canadian, but it might be Ontario only. Um, I don't know until they post it, but essentially the record didn't exist. Okay. So every lift I did set the record. And I did. That, I, I got the, I got the Michigan state record for deadlift in USPA. And it mm-hmm. took me, it took me emailing the USPA directly to get it recognized on the site. Okay. So, yeah. I'm definitely going to, I was just curious tomorrow when I, I think I have the day off. I don't know. One of my guys is sick. I might end up going in, but that might be because uh, it's been over. I think about thirty days now. So right. is there, yeah. there, there's no record of it. Like, so if it, is it on? You need to like find the meet director and like see if they, they have it. If it's on their website somewhere, all you have to it's do not. is paste that and just email. Okay, then that's crazy. It's not it's on open powerlifting to... at all. And I don't. Well, I get that it's not on their website. Power. Yeah, I don't. Is think the it's on their meet website. none of the meet is on open powerlifting yet? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I did message the meet director and I was like, is this ever going to happen? And he's like, yeah, we're just dragging our heels. So yeah. we'll you pull, or what's the record for? Uh, so because I weighed in at under 75 submasters, um, I just set the deadlift record. I technically oh, yeah. set the bench record too. It's so the WRPF used to be um, uh, untested only. So when they went to tested, they just blew up all of their records. Got it. So there was no tested records. So I like I looked at the guy. I was like, "Wait, so everything I do right now is a record?" He's like, "Yep, dope. I'm the guy to beat." Only if, it, <laughs> only if they touch nice. your underwear though, and check to make sure you're not wearing a uh, you know a lifting suit underneath your singlet. He got annoyed yeah. at having to do it for every lift because every <laughs> lift from my from my opener to my fourth attempt, this is a record set. And technically, my bench was two, but I didn't announce it, so they don't care. Yeah, I got the I pulled six seventeen point three in the previous deadlift record for masters. Uh hundred kg was six hundred. So Hell yeah. I was pretty happy with that. That's good work, man. It's a good lift. God, I miss lifting. I wish I wasn't sick. It's probably why earlier remember I said like my mental health sucks right now. I think it's just related to just like being sick and then I can only work out once or twice a week because being sick, my body is just like rejecting my recovery. So I go down to the gym, I do a couple of squats, and then I'm beat up for two days. So I'm just like, I can't even go lift. So now I'm just yelling at stuff well, on the Don't floor. underestimate how much that just helps <laughs> mentally, just getting in the gym. Yeah. I don't have any outlet right now because work is also just blowing up my brain. It's like, ah, why is this on the floor? And I'm yelling at stuff on the floor, and it's just like, ugh, ugh, I need a drink or a deadlift. So tomorrow, tomorrow we're deadlifting. I don't care what else happens. I'm also Again, on a hype. Pull, Je- pull a Jefferson. Make I'm, sure you on, I'm gonna. It's gonna be tomorrow or Saturday for that. I was thinking of. I had a couple ideas, but I just don't think they're gonna work out. I was gonna actually do a Discovery Deadlift style video. We'll see if I. Oh, pull, as long as you do off. one, you got you got yeah, you got three three spots for people. So just get one in, or don't. So I have a better chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 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 don't. All right. Should we move into overrated, underrated, or do you have another question for us? No, no, we hit the we hit, oh. we we kind of hit the questions I wanted to I wanted to get with. So, oh, how about this? I was okay. You guys, bo- you guys both, 
you guys both have coaches. Yes. No. Yep. I do. Yeah. No. Keith no. does. Why? Uh, accountability. Um, if I was on my own, I would either go for a PR every week and hurt myself or take like 12 days off at a time because I don't really care. So I'm financially invested in it. And it's, I overanalyze everything in my life. So if I don't have to overanalyze my programming, that makes me mentally happier to where I don't have to like go into the weeds and like nitpick. If I was doing it, I would want to have more control over it. And I, I do have a good relationship with my coach. I, you know, he's very open to Who's like, your coach? my, uh, it's, it's a, his name's Justin Brand brand okay. he's uh lo- he's uh stronger by science on instagram not to be confused with uh what's the really popular some you know strength science whatever the other whatever whatever the more popular one is it's like my someone thought i can't think of who that one is uh i don't remember nonetheless uh he, he was he, he's a he's a local powerlifter they met at meets like five or six years ago and uh it initially started out just paying him like a hundred bucks to do like six months, you know, three, whatever it was, it was, it was his, his pricing was so over the place. It was hysterical. Like, like he, he, I, I basically just used him for meat preps for like two years. Um, and then I said whatever I wanted on the off season. And it would be like one time he charged me like a hundred bucks. The other time, next time he charged me like two fifty or something. And then we just went down to a flat, very fair rate for month to month. And I just, you know, every, I just PayPal him at the, you know, the first of every month. And it just, you know, takes away that anxiety of like, well, do I owe you money for this program or that program or whatever? So, uh, just having someone to upload my videos to and get some feedback from, it's just same, same reason why I compete too. It's like, if, uh, why do I want to do two powerlifting meets a year? So I have something to look forward to. Like competing is really fun and it's awesome to do, but the 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 the, the actual ten to sixteen week meet prep that's keeping you accountable and giving you something to look forward to and actually having like a goal oriented thing to be a part of, like that's you know a very long answer to why I have a coach, but accountability and you know camaraderie, I guess a little bit. Okay, I'm I'm not. I'm not anti-coach, but I I just have never understood why people do or feel the need to. I've always done it all myself, so I was I've, I've always been curious why. I feel like if I had a coach, they don't know me like I know me. Especially I'm 42. No one no one knows what I feel like when I wake up, you know. So I don't following a following a, a program. I think would be harder than me doing what I feel like I can do daily. And I feel like I've built a pretty good, pretty good strength base. <laughs> so awesome. I was just curious. Uh, with mine too, it's, it's all, we, we, we were percentage based at first. Cause I, I came from percentage base and I told him like, I like, like percentage base. I understand percentage base. Um, it helped too, that I've been with him for over five years, I think. So like, that's essentially like I had maybe two or three years of shitty lifting on my own or just following like free programs or like spreadsheets my buddies would make and give me and stuff like that. So like the 90% of my lifting career has been with him too. So like he does know me better than I might know myself at times uh, and can like see shit in my videos and like, you know, know when to pull back and stuff just by like how exerted I feel. But uh, a lot of RPE based with uh, a a high top end and then like, you know, like up up to a 10% variance. And I kind of, you know, pick whatever numbers there for the day. So that, that helps me a lot. Just giving me a guideline. Um, I've thought about like, if ever I have a falling out with him or whatever, like, what I want to do, chat uh, the 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 one that everybody else does, the Doug, the, the juggernaut, chat, or yeah, yeah, chat, chat bot. Like, 
And from from what I've heard, it's just way too much volume for my old ass. Like I don't think I could do all the the volume. But I, I do like that. the idea of of keeping everything more organized because the the app that I use with him, I really don't like. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree. I think Juggernaut is a bit too much volume, and um, but it's the only thing I've ever had to keep me in line. So I use Juggernaut. I've been using it now for well over a year, and um. If I didn't, I wouldn't do anything. I probably would just do what I was doing, which just go down and test, do a couple deadlifts, one or two accessories, and call it a day. So I will say that I have seen progression. I have seen strength build and then strength loss once I got sick, um, losing just pounds and pounds and pounds off my deadlift and and my bench and my squat. Um, right now, my estimated squat's 295, and I did 340 at a meet the beginning of the year. So I do think I, I I don't have a coach. I am self-taught, but I don't think that there's a bad side to me going to meet with somebody and just like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do to make my squat hurt less? What can I do to make my deadlift for 70 instead of 469? Like, cause I know being self-taught my form sucks i might be a great deadlifter but it's probably all just by mistake up until now maybe i've got five six hundred in me and if somebody would show me how to do it a little better i could get there but i don't honestly believe i would want a coach i don't think i would want somebody there that i have to upload to because at the same time if you don't i firmly believe if you don't like doing it you won't and I don't like fitness growing up. I can give you a whole thing about making sure that your children see you be fit, making sure that their teachers are encouraging them because I think that I was discouraged from enjoying fitness as a child. Uh, but I just had like, my gym teacher was a bully and then I almost broke my neck. That's and, too bad. and he was the, uh, like that was my middle school. And then my high school gym teacher yelled at me when I almost broke my neck, refused to let me go to the office. And then I showed up in a neck brace two days later and never had to go to his class again. So like there were just things that incrementally just led to me not wanting to do it. And then here I am 35 picking up a barbell and going, this is magic. Like (laughs) I want to do this forever. So I think that, uh, you know, if you don't like doing it, you won't. So I don't think that having a coach who I have to wake up every day. And if I message go, Hey man, work went 10 hours instead of six. I don't think I'm going to make it into the gym today. And having somebody berate me isn't going to fix that. If I work 10, 12 hours, I'm not working out. Stick it up your tailpipe. Like I'm going to go home and I'm going to sit down and hug my kid and have a beer. I'm not going to go and no amount of, so I just don't think it'll be worth my time to be honest with you. To be fair, yeah, the other the other day I went to the I went into my into my gym my garage and started deadlifting. Got up to three fifteen. It felt terrible. I put everything away and called it a day. Yep, and I can so, do that. I can do that. Yeah, and that's and Jug does. Okay, so this week I mentioned that I've I've lost so much weight on my Juggernaut wanted me to do two sixty five for six, and then um and that was me setting my max at three fifteen. And I could only do four. So it lowered the weight, did some back offsets, and it wanted me to do five sets of four. No, five sets of six at like 205. And I finally, like on the fifth set, was just like, I can't keep going. And then Juggernaut was like, then stop. And Juggernaut actually just told me to stop squatting. 
<laughs> like it just listen to the feedback. So I can I can genuinely say I do really appreciate Juggernaut. Um, awesome. Giving me some sort of I don't do a lot of the accessories because I think two and a half hours in the gym is too much. I'll stick to the two hours. Um, but I do appreciate it giving me that feedback. Good question. Cool. Fitness with all the good ones this week, Scott. That's what I'm here for. He's been, he's been doing this longer than all of us. Just <laughs> just in the back end. Um, so overrated, underrated. I don't know if you're familiar with this game, uh, Big Dodds, but um, essentially we've got a six hand-selected subjects for you. Um, you do have to pick whether they are overrated or underrated. Can Remember I ride the line? You cannot ride the line. That is the most Got important it. thing to remember. Uh, you, do, you do have to ride one horse. Um, Keith, why don't you lead them this week? Because they are mostly sure. you. I actually had no overrated, underrated for you this you week. You didn't. So. I had a couple. And we, and we screwed up because we said we were going to add eight or nine and then like delete the ones that we kind of covered. And we forgot to do that. And I'm like scrambling to think of what to make my second one. But I think I might just run with it. Uh, so... Overrated, underrated, Big Scott. You know how to play. So, split sleeve York barbells. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Because I don't like using them. The knurling's terrible. And uh, I have one that that I restored. It was pretty rusty. It looks pretty good now. Overrated. I use my equipment. And I don't like to use it. So that's why. I agree with you on that. That is, uh, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to help answer these, but yeah, this is one where <laughs> I, I do have a very distinctive, like you, uh, I remember you, hmm. you watching you refinish the barbell a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, I should do that to one of mine. And then I ended up like doing the vinegar bath and not pulling it out soon enough. And it just destroyed it. Like it looks so oh, shitty. No. Uh, so then I ended up getting like a, a, uh, a, a, a nylox wheel and knocking pretty much all of the coating off altogether. But uh, I was a good answer because that's, they are a horrible barbell as far as anything. I want to use, I want to use my equipment. I don't, I don't want to just have it sit. So yeah. Yep. So that's a good one. So overrated or underrated gym stickers. <laughs> gym stickers. Like, Stickers around the gym. I have yeah, a yeah. Lot. yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot of vinyl that I hand cut myself. My whole deadlift platform is covered in sticker vinyl stickers that say things like Godzilla or lever flicks and hook grip. And I I hand cut all of them um, out of uh, vinyl from work. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if that was for plate <laughs> snacks, or so you have, you have like a big thermal printer at work. You can you can you know use when you're when no one's looking. That's that's good to know. But yeah, oh well, plate snacks. I have uh, I've just started using them for the last month. I have two. Um, I have four forty fives now covered with one with my gym logo and one now with a uh, a Tommy as you'll see in my Jefferson deadlift I competition wanted to- video. I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, I was actually writing in our little thing as we were chatting. Like, I want to talk about plate snacks because the the Tommy one with the flex and right where the barbell goes, that's Mm -hmm. top tier stuff, man. That's good quality comedy. Yeah, they may. I had them make those for my plates and I have now end caps that um, my power bar has uh, my logo um, on the end cap now. I took the end cap out and replaced it with uh, their end caps that I had custom made. 
I've been looking so, at that, so I might do that for my barbell. Is get is get my own thing made. That's a good idea. Yeah, play snacks. Uh, they've they've done every they've done right by me. I mean, I paid yeah. for everything, but um, everything I've designed and sent them has turned out really great. So I recommend them a lot. Yeah, play snacks. Gym, uh, gym stickers, gym stickers, underrated. Um, you should. My log stickers. is covered in stickers. Um, I love I love stickers. <laughs> A, a gym Snickers actually sounds pretty good right now. I could fuck up a, there we a, go. a, 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 a Snickers <laughs> bar in the gym. <laughs> well, those those were those were my two that I had. Uh, the rest looks like they're from Jim uh, for, for from Gin. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce the next one, so I. All I, right, I, I'll I'll jump in. Um, yeah, have at it. Yeah, so like Massonomics Mom Big Jen is slowly becoming um, unpaid and underrated uh, mom because she is engaged with the Instagram. She sends me so many questions for everybody. So like, I don't think we, well, I know we throw it out to Nate every week and thank him for this, but I honestly don't think I could do some of what I do without Jen. Um, so I believe this is pronounced, sorry, overrated or underrated. Why Mariners? Or way Mariners. Why Mariners? Why Mariners? Yeah, what the dog. hell is that? Yeah, what the hell dog. is that? It's a dog. Okay. Yes. I have a two-year-old Weimariner, and they're extremely underrated. It's the greatest dog that you can get. Do you know the calendars or posters of the dogs dressed up as people? Yes. That's a Weimariner. Oh. The gray. It kind of looks like a, like a Labrador, but gray. I'm going to Google this shit, aren't I? Look at me. Look at yeah. me. I'm Tommy. <laughs> my my dog, my dog, two year old puppy, Weimariner. His name is Zamboni. Like Look the at them. Okay, and, I uh, see it. Yeah, they're the they're the goodest boys. He's he's in my and any of my he's in the gym with me every day when I work out. Uh, last summer was a little bit rough training him. He used to jump in on my lifts all the time. Now he's got a little little, uh, little bed in here, and he just hangs out while I lift the whole time. He's the best boy. So underrated Weimariners. Outstanding. All right. Overrated or underrated. Also, all of these are from Big Jen. Got it. Remember, I had a garbage week. I was not able to jump in and do any of these for me. Uh, so if they are, I hopefully there's some surprises for you. Uh, overrated or underrated? Broadway musicals. Underrated. Okay. My girls. Why? My girls. I have two daughters and they are big into musicals. I know almost every song to every popular musical for the last 20 years. Wow. I have, I have seen Mary Poppins on Broadway. I've seen the Book of Mormon on Broadway. I just went and watched Chicago, a small production of Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, I just saw, uh, why, why can't I remember the name of Six? I don't know if you know what that is. That's a Broadway musical. We have Grand Rapids brings a lot of the traveling Broadway shows through town. That's where I live. Mm -hmm. And we see, I see lots of them. And we sing the songs in my car with my girls. And sometimes I even look to them because the attachment to those songs gets me hype. So of yeah, course. Broadway musicals, underrated. Looking at me, you would never guess that. Um, so I, <laughs> I will tell you, I have no patience for musicals. Um, but do you, have you watched Schmigadoon on Apple TV? I have not. 
Okay, so it is um, a modern couple, like in today's, with, um, if I can only remember their names. Is it where they go to, like, a city and it's all a musical? Yep. Yep. Yes, I know what it is. I have not seen it, though. Uh, Not kid-friendly. It is definitely adult-oriented, but not, like, in a like an R rating way, but like a PG 13 way. And it is for somebody who does not have any patience for musicals. I will honestly tell you, I enjoyed every episode of that first season. I'll have to check it out. And then the second season is technically called Chicago because it's, uh, it's a little more uh, Chicago and rent leaning because they go yep. back to the town in the second season, but the town is completely different. All the same actors but just playing very different roles. So if you do like those musical things, I and you like comedy a little bit, then you'll probably enjoy Schmigadoon. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I just saw Chicago last month, and mm-hmm. uh, a friend of ours was playing the keyboard and accordion in it, and that was a not-for-kids show. <laughs> it's sh- 21 and up. Yeah, Chicago <laughs> is definitely not for children. Okay, uh, overrated or underrated? Cosplay underrated okay tell me, me and why. my oldest me and my oldest daughter go to comic book conventions at least two a year and uh last i've gone I, I go as bane a lot hell yeah from batman and uh i was trying to do chainsaw man for this last one but it just this, wasn't working out i was wondering uh, about the my, chainsaw in the background yeah yeah um so that wasn't working out so i went as bane again i went as jotaro from uh jojo's bizarre adventure last year to um a comic-con my daughter is huge into cosplay i've gotten her so many different things and uh it's just a lot of fun walking around as bane and uh taking pictures with uh kids and other batman and i don't know just it's it's, it's a lot of fun and uh, if you've never done it i uh i recommend it so I have a I have a follow up to that. Is uh yeah. is is Big Murph your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> I have LARP. Yes, that's a fact. Uh, I, have, Murph, I have done LARPing. <laughs> Big Murph is LARP essenced. She's not. <laughs> yeah, adjacent. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. No, that that makes sense. I actually that's a really good answer. I I don't personally do any cosplaying because with as a someone who has a lot of masks. Uh, I was going to actually say that. Um, because with a beard, it's actually really hard to cosplay. Like you're sure. pretty much Kratos or nothing, right? Like that's or the guy from uh Game of Thrones. Well you, yeah. you look like Wildling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But with all those, I, I have so many. And they're all Bray Wyatt masks. You'll you would know nice. them. I have the sheep mask, I have the fiend mask, I have the Uncle Howdy mask, like I've got all of it. Um and it, it 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 can be it is really fun so I love that answer. Oh. Okay, Bane, Bane is my favorite cosplay to go as. To just kind of I have the right body type for of course movie for movie Bane, which so. is arguably the best Bane. Perhaps. Um, I always I always tell people my internal monologue is his voice. So when I need to like slow down and make sense of something, it becomes Tom Hardy's Bane's voice. Like doing the, do you feel in charge? Like it's that voice. It's so perfect for me. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. The last one. Oh, do you do, the, do you do the voice when you do the cosplay? I have to because people ask me to do it all the time. And the mask actually echoes 
Does and it? You can get a pretty, you can get a better impression with the mask on just because the kind of echo that it creates. So yeah. I found, I found using plastic uh, beer pitchers was actually the oh, yeah. perfect amount of echo to get that voice. Oh, he's getting up. Are we going to find mm-hmm. the voice? Getting a prop. Just, oh, just hell yeah. So you go through, through the rest of the episode with that on now. I don't think your audio, I don't think your audio would like it very much. Yeah, probably not. It'll be like when they first released the testing of Tom Hardy as Bane. And it was just, right. and everybody's like, we're not watching that movie. So they had to go and dub it over so that, <laughs> okay. Um, last right, one. Last one, what you got? For all the marbles. I pools, hope it passed. Pools in the Midwest. I grew up with a pool as a kid. And my parents still have a pool. We go all over there often. Summers get hot. Mm-hmm. As a kid, I loved it. When I bought this house that I live in now, we specifically look for houses without pools because I didn't want to take care of it. Yeah. So as an adult, overrated because I do not want to put up with that nonsense of having to take care of it. I live 15 minutes from my parents who have an in-ground pool. That's really nice. So we'll go over there and swim. They do a great job taking care of it. I do not envy that. Mm-hmm. As a kid, extremely underrated. We always were at my house swimming. After football practice, jumping in the pool, football conditioning in the summer. It was extremely underrated. But now, currently in my life, I would never have a pool. Yeah, forget that noise. All right. Well, I, I... Love go- I love going to my parents and swim. <laughs> All right. I think you passed. Yes. Cool beans, right. cool, cool, cool beans. You know, <laughs> as you, as you said that, I was thinking to myself, I think we need a sound yeah. that when we when we're done the overrated, underrated, we play something like that, but not that. We seem to like have a pause, and then they can put something in and post. But that would kind of like force him to do post every episode, though. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll get a button. I've got a whole new fancy computer, guys. Nice. It does it does things. I don't know so, what it does. So Scott, you mentioned football also, so. What did you yeah. enjoy more, football or basketball or any other sport you played in high school? I was a better football player, but I had more fun playing basketball. That's good. That makes sense. Would, yep. But did you, I, was, you, I was – what's that? Were you able to utilize your leaping ability in football? Like were you like a tight end or a receiver or something that could actually like take I play, advantage of? I played tight end and outside linebacker, and I was okay. all-conference outside linebacker. And the jumping definitely came into play for blocking punts. I got, oh. I got, I got several of those. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, that is unpaid and underrated episode, whatever this episode is. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everybody. Was that? I said six. Episode six. Six. Episode six. This one. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably episode six. Um, Yeah. You know, we didn't get to Big Matt again. Um, I think he's he's back from vacation. So we'll we'll get to him soon, I promise. Maybe even maybe even at the Lift Hard Live Easy, we'll have Big Matt mostly squat videos um, featured somewhere on this podcast. And if you're listening, Big Matt, which I think you are, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, let me know. Um, you can find us at Unpaid and Underrated Podcast on the Instagrams. Um, you can find us the podcast on all streaming platforms and on UnpaidInternPodcast.com. I'm Big Joey at uh, Joey underscore M-L-E-C-Z-K-O. Um, 
Hey, big orange glaze, where can we find you? <laughs> uh, Good 73 on Instagram and my gym, the no wine cellar. And big Scott Dodds, big hot Dodds. Ooh, hot Dodds. That's a good one too. Where can we find there you? We you can find me on Instagram at Scott Dodds underscore hook grip, because I will not pull mixed grip after turning a bicep. Smart. And you can find me on YouTube under the same Scott Dodds underscore hook grip. And I have longer videos there of a lot more of training stuff that are a lot more edited. So come check me out. Check out my uh, Jefferson deadlift competition submission. <laughs> well, you guys check all those things out and be sure to uh, you know tune in next week and we'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, uh.